0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Ageless Glamour Girls podcast. I'm your host, Marquita Curtis-Haynes. I'm the CEO and the founder of the lifestyle brand, Ageless Glamour Girls. We also have a private group on Facebook called the Ageless Cafe. We like to consider that the chat arm of AGG. Now, for today, I want to start this with a question. Did you know that medical bills... That's the number one cause of debt and bankruptcy in the U.S. And we all have medical bills, right? There's no escaping. But not to worry, our guest today is going to show us how to crush that debt. She is Virgie, Dr. Virgie Bright Ellington. She's an internist. She's also a medical debt doctor, a determined patient advocate. And she also has a live show on Voice America Radio Network Um, and um, It's called What Your Doctor Wants You to Know to
1: Crush Medical Debt.
0: So, Dr. Ellington, what is a medical debt doctor?
1: So, Marquita, first, thanks for having me. You know, I always enjoy talking to you. You know, you're a lot of fun. Um, I tell people, you know, you know, when you get a medical bill you totally weren't expecting and you have no idea how you're going to pay for it? Well, I'm your woman. I'm the one that will show you how to pay it and make sure you're not charged more than what you owe.
0: Oh, perfect. And I know we're going to get more into details (laughs) on that in a few. Um, Dr. Ellington, I read an article saying that half of Americans carry medical debt, half, and that healthcare is now the country's biggest source of debt in collections. Why
1: are we drowning in so much medical debt? So there's a, couple of reasons. And the number one reason is if you have insurance, the problem with insurance is that you have to meet a deductible every year, meaning you have to spend a certain amount out of your pocket before the insurance company will say, okay, we'll pick up the rest. So there's a statistic that is pretty well known that says the average American could not come up with in cash four hundred dollars for an emergency. Mm. Now, if your deductible for your health insurance is a thousand dollars, is twenty five hundred dollars, which is really common, or more, so it goes up to four thousand. There's a, a high deductible plan that goes up to uh, seven hundred. I'm sorry, seventy five hundred dollars before the insurance kicks in. Hey, yeah, yeah, I recently saw so, that when I was to right? New insurance. Yes. So. If in my household, if coming up with $400 is going to be, and this is average American, if I'm the average American and I have an, a, a health emergency, I have to go to the doctor or get care or get hospitalized, you know, God forbid, um, I'm going to have a problem. I'm in debt right away because that deductible is thousand dollars. I'm already, I'm already in debt, just, just getting started. Exactly. And if you go with a plan with no deductible, of course, they get you on the other side because your yeah. monthly payments. Are yeah, going to the yeah. there's coinsurance. There's all kinds of ways that you end up paying. Yeah. And the other thing that people forget, I think we forget uh, <laughs> it comes up fast, um, is the deductible is an annual deductible, which means you have to meet that every year. So if I scrape together enough money to cover my bills uh, before, let's say I have a deductible of $2,500 mm-hmm. um, and I have an accident on December 31st, mm-hmm. well, life is not good. You know, um, as uh, my brother says, it, it sucks to be you, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. It, every single year, the clock starts every January 1st, right. you got to meet that deductible again. Right. That's why I'm like pile up on those doctor's appointments in
0: January. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. To, exactly. To, you know, exactly. Um, and understand that, you know, medical mistakes, I should say, mistakes in American um, medical bills are a huge problem. How bad is that or how common is that issue?
1: <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why most Americans are just one accident or illness away from a lifetime of debt and, or worse, a bankruptcy, is because 80 to 90% of every medical bill generated in the United States, have mistakes, have errors. 80 to 90%. Yes, ma'am. And can you imagine how much of that's going to be in the patient's favor, in your favor? (laughs) No, not, right? It's going to be in the favor of the provider and or the insurance company if you have insurance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that does it. Okay, so you just got to keep an eye. And then sometimes even if you look at
0: the bill, you still don't know what you're looking at.
1: Also, there -hmm. are things that I talk about uh, in the book crush medical debt for that reason, because people automatically think, okay, their eyes glaze over. They think, I don't know anything about medical terms, fancy, how the human body works, fancy medical terms or anything like that. And they think that they just don't have, it's just too complicated to figure out their medical goals and make sure they're not getting overcharged. And mm-hmm. I tell people, look, if you've ever bought a car and negotiated the price, have you ever taken that car to get repairs, and figured out what you can afford that's in your budget, then you can pay your medical bills. You can protect yourself from getting overcharged. And there's three steps to that. First step. Okay, okay I'm sorry, yeah. but I, I wanna go back to, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. so
0: sorry, we're gonna get to that in a minute. Yeah. But I had something else. I wanna continue with this thought on the uh, the of uh, the, you know medical bills being so common. I mean, I just yep. say mistakes in medical Debt. bills. mistakes so and debts, yes. Yeah. And that, because um, I, I love to read, I read another article saying saying that patients and their families often receive medical bills that have been previously paid or even forgiven already, but yet we're still getting these bills. What's up with that?
1: <laughs> so there's lots of reasons for that. Part of that is just the, uh, the American debt repayment system, uh, collection system. So What happens is if the bill gets sent to collections, the person, the provider in this case, the hospital, let's just say in this case, says, you know what? We've been after this person. They're not, they haven't paid. We're just going to sell it and get pennies on the dollar. Well, the people that bought this debt, they say, okay, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to contact them and see if I can get them, force them to pay or trick them into believing that they owe it. Even though they have, there is no documentation that they actually owed it. There is no documentation showing, proving that it was, uh, it belongs to them. That was anything was paid to, on it or it was paid off. And mm-hmm. you know, you know the, you know the saying, you know, don't hate the hustler. You know, don't yeah. hate the you know hate the game, right? Don't hate the player, hate the game. And it, it's a game. It's to try to trick you into believing they bought the debt, and it's a gamble for them to see how many people they can trick. Into oh, paying it, and so there's a there are things that you can do, and, and we can talk about that later to make sure that you owe that debt.
0: Yeah, because I, I before you pay right a dime. I have some bills right now. I'm questioning. Wait a minute.
1: Yeah,
0: what I paid that are, wait? Yeah. How my insurance
1: handle that. Franken okay. bills. Nope. Yeah, yeah. have to uh, pay closer <laughs> t-
0: attention to that because yeah. those bills keep popping up and popping up. Yeah. Now, I want to bring Medicare into this discussion here again. I recently ran across a study uh, from the American Medical Association, JAMA, their health, the, the organization's health forum, and said many seniors on, on Medicare are falling into debt.
1: Mm-hmm. Why is that? So, uh, Medicare is not free. There's a couple of things. So, there is an, a monthly uh, premium. There is also an annual deductible for Medicare, and it's about 200, between 200 and $300. The last time I looked a couple of years ago, uh, so that you have to pay, right, 200 or $300 of things that Medicare has approved before they'll start paying it. So that's the first thing. And again, we're getting back to that. If $400 is something that you're not going to be able to come up in, in case of an emergency, well, there you go. The other thing is that a lot of folks don't know is that with traditional Medicare, there is coinsurance. It's Mm -hmm. 80, 20% coinsurance. So for outpatient services. So if you, let's just, uh, I'll just, just to make the math simple, let's just say you go to, you get physical therapy, Mm -hmm. right? You're go to the doctor. They recommend physical therapy and each physical therapy session is a hundred dollars. Typically, physical therapy is prescribed twice a week, two to three times a week That's for right. eight weeks, right? I could test So like hundred bucks a session,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Medicare pays 80% of that. They'll pay 80, but you're on the hook for $20 every time you go. So hmm. again, to keep the math simple, 20 bucks a session, I'm on the hook for, I'm prescribed to go twice a week. That's 40 bucks for eight weeks, 40 times eight. I'm already up to, I've just reached the deductible. I'm on the hook for that.
0: Wow. In addition wow. to
1: that, yeah. Right. In, in addition and- to, um, you know, the, um, the amount that, in addition to your, essentially you're going to have to hit your deductible before mm-hmm. they'll, they'll kick it in, but you're still responsible for that 20%. Okay.
0: And, and if, I'm not on Medicare, but. Um, even with regular insurance, when you go through physical therapy, (laughs) to your point, you know, if you have to go two or three times a week, even with insurance, you might still end up paying $50 to $100 per session.
1: Yeah. With your co-pays. Yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. there's always Mm co-pays even without, uh, even if co-insurance is not part of your plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It adds up.
0: Yes. So are older women in general um, more, a burden more with medical debt, than older men?
1: I think so. And I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. I think women in general, no matter how old we are, are uh, at risk for medical debt. Uh, Mm -hmm. In our lifetime. So the good news is right, we live longer. That's why our our life insurance premiums are are low compared to men because we live longer. Mm -hmm. The bad news is because we have more moving parts, Mm -hmm. fabulous, awesome moving parts, but we have more moving parts than men. Mm -hmm. We go to the doctor earlier in our lives and more often throughout our lives, and Mm -hmm. it adds up every doctor visit there's a copay. So yeah, that's why we're just women are disproportionately burdened with medical bills mm-hmm. and therefore debt at risk for debt than men.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I here again, I get that. We do go to, you know, see our doctors. We have a few more moving Partly parts, so, you know, more
1: <laughs> awesome moving parts, but they need, you know, they need to be taken care of and looked out for. Right.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's true. So now that we have all of this debt, what are the main things that we can do to help manage that, to, to bring it down, to yep. crush it?
1: So we were talking about it earlier, Mm -hmm. you know, we get this bill and our eyes glaze over, right? Mm -hmm. And essentially I tell people is that there's really only one right way to pay a medical bill. And that involves three steps. Mm -hmm. The first step is looking to make sure that you have an accurate bill. An accurate bill is an itemized bill. Mm -hmm. An itemized bill is a bill that has C P. T codes. CPT codes. I try not to say the real name of the codes. You know, people, I always get the question, well, what does CPT stand for? I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't want to know because not, people in the industry is just too much of a mouthful. It's um, common procedural uh, terminology mm-hmm. is the is the full name. So that's why we don't use it. C-P- would it say CPT oh. on the bill? Would it yeah, say on the bill it, bill it, it will say oh okay, cool. Yep, yes. Mm-hmm great question. Uh, now there's a subtype of CPT codes that's called HCPCS codes, HCPCS. They'll usually have that HPCS slash CPT or CPT slash, you know, if you see that H code in there with it, that's, that's the same kind of code. It's a type of CPT code. So yes, it'll say that. The CPT code is basically A barcode for every medical procedure, test, office visit, anything that has to do with medical care in the United States Mm -hmm. has a CPT code. So it's just like barcodes when you go into a store. You walk into the store, every product has a Mm barcode. You run the barcode and it shows you the price. Same thing with CPT codes. The CPT codes will tell you what the procedure is, what service you bought, you know, you use, you were given Mm -hmm. and what the insurance company or Medicare pays for that service, pays for that that. product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what you want to do. So first Mm -hmm. thing, call and ask the provider, the billing office, the billing department, and ask them for an itemized bill with CPT codes. Now, many of them will say, well, sure, we'll send you a detailed bill. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people will say, well, what's the difference between an itemized bill and a detailed bill? I'm like, you know what? Don't let them confuse you. Mm -hmm. Just say, I want a bill with CPT codes. Okay. And you'll get a bill and it says detailed summary bill. And Mm -hmm. it cracks me up, you know, because anyway, again, never hate a hustler. But I'm like, really? Uh, (laughs) They'll send you you a bill that says detailed and it won't have any CPT codes on there. Okay. Yeah. So mm -hmm. so we get our bill with Mm -hmm. CPT codes. Second step, Google that CPT code to see what Medicare pays for that service. And third step is you're going to call the, the second call will be to the billing department to tell them, look, this is what Medicare pays for this. I'm willing, some people will say, I'll pay twice Medicare. I tell people, you know, start at the Medicare rate this is what I'm able to pay. I will pay the Medicare rate for this. This is what I can do. And whether or not you're successful with this third step of getting it down to a Medicare rate price or twice the Medicare price, Mm -hmm. make sure you get an interest-free payment plan Mm -hmm. that fits your budget. And so tell them, you know, look, I know I have this $4,000 bill, but I just don't have it. Um, you know, can you can you take two hundred fifty dollars a month until it's paid off? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know they'll say, well, can you do that's you know that'll take you you know oh that'll take you a year and a half or however long well, can you do you know that's a long time. We generally like our bills to be paid off within a year. We'll say, well, that's all I can do. And they're like, well, can you do three hundred thirty three dollars a month? And you're like, no, to be firm and stick with your budget and say, mm-hmm. well, no, this is the best I can do. And they know, you know, these are folks that mm-hmm. do billing services. Mm-hmm. Um, they know a little bit of something is better than all of nothing, right? Right, right. And th- this is great, excellent advice. Now,
0: how does that apply if you're not on Medicare, and you and you're trying to to? to oh, does it doesn't doesn't
1: matter if you're on Medicare or not.
0: Okay, got it.
1: So the got reason it. why I tell people to look up the Medicare rate is because mm-hmm. the average. <sighs> provider charges 300 to 500 percent more than what Medicare pays for the exact same service.
0: Ah,
1: It's a markup. It's the retail markup. You're paying the retail sticker price if you don't negotiate down to a Medicare or twice the Medicare rate.
0: Got it. That's why. I'm so glad you you mentioned that, you know, picking up the phone and calling them. All you can do is
1: ask. All you can do is ask. If you don't ask, you won't get any relief. Mm-hmm. First step. It's easy. First step. It's very simple. It just involves a phone call. Gotcha. That is great information. Thank you. And we have to bring up
0: the um the move recently by the three biggest credit reporting mm. agencies. I think in March, as a matter of fact, yeah, just last month, they announced mm-hmm. that starting July 1st, they're going to limit the inclusion of unpaid medical debt on credit reports.
1: Will that make a difference? It does. It makes a difference in terms of your credit score. And so if it dings your, if your medical bills ding your credit score, it just causes problems down the road. That means you have to pay more for your car insurance. As you know, it, it decreases your ability. You, you have to pay higher interest rates for everything that, you know, you have to, you know, that you, we have to purchase in life. And um, that's the reason why the federal government is realizing, you know what? it's, they're trying to essentially say that medical bills should not be considered like regular consumer debt mm-hmm. Didn't choose mm-hmm. it. Nobody chooses to have an accident. Nobody right. chooses to get sick. So why should it ding your credit report? Like it's a, a, a moral failing, like, mm-hmm. a, you know, it's mm-hmm. you're that you've done something wrong and people are ashamed and embarrassed because they have medical debt and it shouldn't be that way. So the federal government is saying, okay, we'll start with this. The three credit reporting agencies, you instead of waiting six months for the debt to be delinquent for it to be reported to collections Mm -hmm. and for the credit agency to report it, you have to wait twelve months. Okay. The nice thing also is, and we're talking about this a little bit early in terms of getting calls about debt that you don't actually owe or you paid off a long time ago. Uh, medical bills once they're paid off if it gets reported to uh, collections mm-hmm. if the bil- bill gets end up paying op- uh paid off then instead of waiting seven years for it to fall off it has to be taken off right away as soon mm-hmm. as it's paid that right there like that's that huge part. That that's, that's huge. huge that's a game yeah. changer seriously yeah. seven years is that's crazy Yeah. So that's what usually. So they're saying, look, medical Mm -hmm. bills should not be treated like consumer debt. It's not Mm -hmm. the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, And then finally, one more thing uh, that's happening in the news more recently, of course, the Biden administration announced that it's going to going to help limit the impact of unpaid medical bills. um, The impact, you know, on consumers.
1: Now, what's that all about? So what they're saying is they're proposing, uh, thinking about doing a a few more things like um, they're saying, again, it gets treated differently already. Medical bills get treated differently already already in terms of the way it's it's weighed on the credit report. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. they're talking about essentially trying to figure out how to, um, again, treat it like something other than regular consumer debt. So they're saying, okay, you know what? it's not debt. Um, What happens is, is that Americans are United States healthcare cost victims. Mm -hmm. They're not consumer. They're they're not consumers. They're not Mm -hmm. medical consumers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by choice. So it shouldn't be considered consumer debt. So they're working on different ways of, of getting at that. Okay. You shared so much great
0: information, but I just want to recap one thing. What's your single best advice for someone overwhelmed with medical debt?
1: Oh, great question. I always say start with the three steps, the three steps of the one right way to pay a medical bill, pick up the phone and call the biller. If you don't ask, you're not going to get any relief, but make sure you get an itemized bill, an accurate bill. An accurate bill has CPT codes. Mm -hmm. Once you have that, you know, how can you negotiate and know what you're dealing with if you don't know, first of all, what you bought, right? The product that you bought, you don't know how much it's uh, the going rate is for that. And the going mm-hmm. rate I use as Medicare, the baseline rate that Medicare pays for it. You know, how much are you being yeah. overcharged? Right. You won't know unless you have a bill with CPT codes, an accurate mm-hmm. bill. I love that. And I just want to
0: add something that some people may not know about prescriptions, you know, so many prescriptions are so darn high and, uh, you know, here again, you got, you have to ask. So I always tell people to call the pharmaceutical company and see if they have programs available. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, that would many, help many, you with many, many, many pharmaceutical companies have some form of uh, financial assistance programs. Mm-hmm. You have to ask again, if you don't ask, you won't get any relief.
0: And mm-hmm. frankly,
1: um, the, Pharmaceutical companies for their financial aid programs, they get tax write offs for that. It's charity for them. Mm. So, you know, be persistent, ask, be proactive, right. you know, right. advocate for yourself.
0: That's right. And if you can't
1: advocate for yourself,
0: find somebody who will. You That's know, right. Or, uh, you know, somebody to advocate right. for you. Um, yes. yes, yes, yes. This has been so much great information. I, I just love it, love it, love it. Now, on to your next big product. Or I should say, project, or Mm -hmm. you know, it's a game changer for you. Tell us about your book that uh, is you're about to release.
1: Oh gosh, what your doctor wants you to know to crush medical debt comes out officially May nineteenth. It's in pre order now. Mm -hmm. The thing that I'm I'm most excited about, crush medical debt, is that it really is going to be a game changer for the average American patient. I wrote it for. I wrote it for my grandmother who never, she never went past sixth grade in school. Um, And I really just wanted to have a conversation to tell people, look, just it's, it's, if you can buy a car, grandma bought a car. She took her car to get repairs, right? She was able to figure out what's in her budget. Well, if you can do that, you don't need to know fancy mechanical words to find out the best price for a car and how much you're able and willing to pay for repairs. Same thing with medical bills. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, that's why I wrote the book.
0: I love it. And that's again, coming out May 19th. Yes. Um, so where can we go to find out more information on your book, your brand, your expertise, all of that.
1: So you can go to crushmedicaldebt.com. And if you go there also, there is a free downloadable PDF that you can use for the, the reminder for the three steps on how to pay a medical bill. Remember the one right way to pay a medical bill involves these three steps. So go there and download that. And you can also look for me on Voice America Radio Network on Ask a Doctor Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, where we talk about the first half of the Uh, Hour, we usually talk about specific stuff for specialty doctors, like Mm -hmm. what your dermatologist wants you to know, what your ER doc wants you to know. And the second part, we usually talk about what your medical debt doctor wants you to know. So I talk about things that are pertinent to the average American being taken advantage of by the U S healthcare system and how to protect yourself.
0: Mm, Good stuff you know, become your own advocate and informed patient. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. You crucial. can do it. Thank this you so much, Dr. Ellington for coming so on the show and sharing this wonderful information.
1: My pleasure, Marquita. Thank you so much for having me. And listeners,
0: if you have an idea for a podcast, or if you want to be a guest on the podcast, simply um, send us a line at info at com. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check us out on all the social media um, platforms and visit us in the Ageless Cafe on Facebook, which is the chat or as I like to call it for Ageless Glamour Girls. And Lovies, thanks again. Thank you so much for tuning in consistently and listening to this podcast. Um, Be sure to like us on your favorite podcasting. Um, platform. As I like to say, this is no time for modesty. So there, Uh, of course, um, share and um, spread the wealth. Uh, Again, I'm Marquita Curtis Haynes, founder and CEO of the lifestyle brand, Ageless Glamour Girls. And you've been listening to the Ageless Glamour Girls podcast. We'll see you again soon. In the meantime, here's here's to healthy aging and joyful living. We'll see you soon. Bye for now.